Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to ask you a little question. If you saw that your child was doing something dangerous in your backyard, what would you do? I mean, if you knew in your heart that they were going to get hurt, how would you react to the situation? Would you open up your kitchen window and yell at them to get in the house and then scold them for their behavior? You know, as a loving parent, there is a reaction that we take when we love our child. We want to protect them and keep them safe, which at times requires a strong rebuke and correction. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Although many times correction will not be perceived as love, it takes more love to rebuke somebody than to say nothing at all. Revelation 3.19 says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. God has given to us his holy word to guide us on the path of righteousness. But if people are going to wander off in the wrong direction, God corrects and disciplines us accordingly so that we can walk worthy of his high calling. 1 Thessalonians 2.11 says, As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The disciples were commanded to rebuke with all authority. Titus 2, verse 15, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge ye therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You know, when a child is misbehaving in a grocery store, a loving dad will rebuke their inappropriate behavior. And at times, it might require a sharp rebuke but it is done for the purpose of redirecting them and putting them on the right path. Some people, they really only need a gentle admonishment to correct their actions, but others need much more. Titus 1 verse 13, uh, the apostle says, This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. First Timothy 5.20 says, Them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. To truly be a child of God, you must be capable of receiving the discipline of God. Proverbs 3 verse 11 says this, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son whom he delighteth. Proverbs 15 10 says, Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Just as an earthly dad corrects us, God does the same. Deuteronomy 8.5 says, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. When we obey perfectly, we don't need to fear correction. We don't have to be afraid, as long as we're doing what is good. This is because we do those things that please God, and, and we're walking according to his will. Romans 13, 3, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. 
Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Many children have grown up without the discipline of a dad, but when we become a Christian, we become a child of the Heavenly Father, who will rebuke and correct us, so that we can be partakers of His holiness. Look at Hebrews 12, beginning of verse 5, says this, And ye have forgotten the exhortation, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. The word chasten means to correct by punishment or to inflict suffering for the purpose of moral improvement. It is also defined as making somebody understand that they have done something wrong and make them want to improve through the use of steep punishment. John 2 verse 14 says, uh, speaking about Jesus here, it says, uh, And found in the temple those that uh, sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. Whatever chastening one might need to endure, it is a blessing from God to be disciplined and corrected by him. Acts 3, verse 26. Unto you, first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Psalms 94, verse 12. Blessed is the man whom thou chasteneth, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. And Job 5, 17 says, Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. Love for others will boldly tell others the truth, rebuking and correcting them as needed. And this is what the disciples were doing in the church. If people repented, you could save their soul from eternal punishment. James 5, beginning at verse 19, says, Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. A loving dad really wants you to grow up into a perfect man, and so does God. Ephesians 4, 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. First John three eighteen, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Lastly, the apostle Paul wasn't a people pleaser. He loved the church enough to tell them the truth. First Thessalonians two four, 
But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness. Well, do you uh, love somebody enough to tell them what they need to hear rather than they what they want to hear? You know, there is there's never perfection without correction. And those who rebuke you care about you. As the devil continues to disseminate hatred and lies, don't forget, love speaks the truth. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly, along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to all, Lord willing. We'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>